Welcome to episode 15 of the Lost a Step podcast for Monday, June 27th. My name is Mark. Sometimes I talk, sometimes I don't. doesn't really matter, though. We're going to get to the three main guys right now. Tom, Mike, Max. They're going to go over all things Stanley Cup finals, going to the Avalanche. They're going to talk about that. They're also going to talk about the NBA draft. They're going to recap some of the wins, some of the losses of that night. They're also going to talk about the ALCS preview going on a baseball, recapping that Yankees Astros dynamite action going down. We're also going to talk about the story you may have missed. And of course, why we named the podcast for the lost a step segment of a week. Who's going to lose? Well, we're going to find out alongside with Max, Mike, and Tom. How's it going, boys? Doing great. How you guys What's doing? What's up, today? Mark? And for Buzzing. those haters, though, for those haters that don't like the oh, new no. out- the new intro, <laughs> the new outro, deal with it. That's all oh. I'm gonna say. So haters. Here's what I'll say about that. It. Tata, Nick Tata. He's a listener. He's a good friend. Big fan of Nick Tata. However, Nick, I don't think you're gonna win this one. Mark was born for this. It took us 14 episodes to figure that out, but it's his time. He's going to step up. We're never going speaking back. of Nick Tata, <clears throat> shout out the West Side Wankas with a oh, huge geez. win over the not so Italian, Italian Americans today. Two to one. Big performance from the boys. Come on, you wanks. Let's go. What was that? What was that team name again? Oh, you heard me. I was hoping I didn't. I'm just glad, glad you Mark did. got the avalanche right. Yeah. Yeah, it was worth, hey, it was worth a Google, you know, it's always worth a Google. To know. <laughs> nice work, Mark. Nice work. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to give it off to you, boys. Let's start it off. Appreciate you, Mark. Well, <clears throat> as Mark said, the Avs took it in six. Uh, we, we waited to do the podcast until tonight. Obviously, we wanted to watch game six yesterday. Uh, thoughts on <clears throat> not just the game, the series itself, and obviously the performance from both teams. Uh, Pinto, you could start us off here. Uh, I think the best team won this year. Um, although the President's Trophy went to Florida, I felt like Colorado was the best team all season. I mean, you know, look at it this way. They never had to really think or be in the mindset or have the notion that they needed to rely on their goaltending to win games. They, they just never had to do that. I mean, I mean, look at Darcy Kemper. He played, he played an okay series, but he, was, he wasn't the star of the show. He was maybe, what, their sixth, seventh most valuable player. They are so offensively skilled. Kale McCarr is such a, a generational talent. Nathan McKinnon right now has the third most uh, points per game in the playoffs behind Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux. They're just, they're so star-studded top to bottom uh, with their skaters. And look, credit to Tampa Bay. After they got shellac 7-0, they came back and won two of the next three, including a game five in, in Colorado, and they only lost game six, two to one. So credit to them. I didn't think it would go six games. They made it a series with a really convincing win in game three. And then game four went to overtime, right? I mean, so once you get into overtime, anything can happen. So I I thought that Colorado was going to just breeze through it after the first two. I think a lot of us thought that. I won't speak for you guys, but I, I think a lot of us thought that. Um, but 
I, I think just they're just so, you know, even when they don't score a lot of goals, right? You guys watch, the, they're just so fast. We talked about this so last fast. week. They're so fast. And, you know, Vasilevsky's so good that he can have a really good game, only give up two goals because he's yeah. just that good. But that that doesn't stop them from when you're just watching, just passing the eye test of just how fast and skilled that they are. They're still relatively young. Mike talked about that last week about their key yep. players and and the ages of the guys. Um, but they had they had they have such a good young core, some good veterans in there. Johnson, Kadri, Cogliano, all those playoff games played. That was great to see him hoist the cup after all those games played. They they looked like they now look like a team that's on the verge of a dynasty. And it's yeah. hard. I, I mean, we were singing the praises of Tampa Bay that they just made it three years in a row, but they look like, and you know, again, all the credit to the lightning that they pushed them to six, but Colorado looked like the far superior team for most of this series, except for game three, game three was all Tampa game. Five was close, went to Tampa late goal, but um, it doesn't always happen in hockey, right? That's more of an NBA thing that we see in like the best team or maybe the second best team wins it all. That doesn't always happen in hockey. A lot of times that's not the case. Uh, Colorado, I thought was the best team this year, best in the West in the regular season. And they were my pick to win it all. And uh, I got to think they're the favorite to win it all next year because I don't know about you guys, but that, that skill top to bottom, it, it's hard to defend. Yeah. And I think like you said, Tom, the only thing that they could really <clears throat> improve on is their goaltending. Right. Um, that's the only real weakness of their team. But I think in the NHL, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. So I'm, I'm sure they'll make some moves to uh, make sure that they, they return to the the finals next year. Max, any, any thoughts? Pinto was just, that was phenomenal. Yeah. I, I was going to try and get in there, but I just, I let him go. Um, I think, I think I mentioned it last week, but the Avalanche last couple of years, I felt like they underachieved in the playoffs and they were uh, a lot of people like them to go to the uh, championship Stanley Cup final the last couple of years and felt pretty good about them. But this year, it seemed like they just put it all together. Um, they didn't go to a game seven, if I'm correct on that. Um, they just looked pretty dominant throughout the playoffs for the most part. Uh, I did expect, I, you know, we talked about it last week. I did expect this one to go at least six you said um, six. i didn't think it would you, you i didn't think it would six, go yep. seven um but yeah. i i only said that really because i just think it's so hard to sweep or to even you know only lose one game in, in the stanley cup finals no matter who you're playing against and especially with this lightning team they've shown it um you know they were gonna fight and and be competitive and uh they did that and you know as pinto said they uh, you know, made it to six. A lot of people didn't expect that. Um, but yeah, this avalanche team is really good. They're really fun to watch, especially for people that maybe aren't as into hockey, um, who want to see more goals and things like that. Um, they put on a show the entire playoff. So it was fun watching them throughout the year. Um, but especially during the playoffs in the Stanley cup final, um, I will ask how often does it happen where a, a team doesn't go seven in any of their series in hockey? Like, is that a normal thing or is this somewhat rare? Uh, I would have to go back and look on that. Mm. It just seems like hockey goes to seven a lot. So that's why I'm asking. Uh, I mean, we, they, we they do were sp- dominant to your point. They were just right. absolutely dominant. I don't right. know the exact stats, but 
Right. This was this was their toughest series. You know what, Max? I <clears throat> I I think it's more rare for a team to sweep two series in a postseason. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Series to, now again, I don't have it. I don't have just off the top of my head. Yeah. How I've yeah. watched hockey over the years because they swept Nashville and they swept Edmonton. So I would say it's more rare to sweep two series in one postseason than to have one series of four go seven. That would be the only. The only. No, I was just going to say the only other thing I wanted to talk about, mention to you guys, and see what your guys' thoughts were. Are the Lightning a team that? Like, do you think this is the the end of them making it to the Stanley Cup Finals, or even just being a really good team? Like, do, how are they looking like next year's roster wise and things like that? I think they'll still be good. I think they'll still be right in the middle. I mean, it, it's so hard to get to three. Just like simple betting logic would just say that they're yeah. not going to get to four in a row because that's so yeah. hard. But if you've got Stamkos, Kucherov, Vas- Vasilevsky, Hedmond, Braden Point. Let's not forget, Braden Point missed the last four games, yeah, right. which hurt yeah. a lot. Which they, hurt a they lot. They have to get faster. They have right. to get faster. That, that's this series showed that they just, well, they have all the skill in the world, and they've been there and they have the experience. They just weren't fast enough. They 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 couldn't keep up. And, and is showed, that the league so. in general? You think like like the Avalanche are kind of setting a a bar there, and and I mean, people have to a, catch up to that's them. That's a really there? high bar to set because they're just, yeah they're just on on a different level. Because a, a physical guys, team sorry, like. Physical team like the Lightning, you can only hit so much when these right. guys are just flying past you like right. that. So Going it's hard. You. It was hard for the Lightning to play their dominant yes. game of being physical yeah. and putting people in outside of their comfort zone when these guys are just skating past you on you know two v ones to goal, three v two stuff like yeah. that, odd man rushes. So uh, that was hard. One thing too, guys, in the third period yesterday, how well Colorado played, how much time they spent in the Tampa Bay zone. How many playoff games have we seen over the year with the team nursing a one-goal lead going into the third period and the ice just completely tilts on the other side? On the road, too. I mean, all the credit in the world to Colorado. Tampa Bay did not have a lot of chances in the third. Kucherov had that really one good chance on the one-timer with the six and change left, but he read it well. He slid over. He made the save. They didn't really have another grade eight chance after that. They threw some close to the net in the last couple of minutes, but that was their best chance. That was not an onslaught by Tampa Bay at the end. That was not a shooting gallery. That was not odd man rushes. How would you expect? Spent, yeah, they spent a lot of time in the Tampa Bay zone in the third period and really didn't make it. Of, of course, it's a one goal game. It's stressful, especially if you're a fan. Yeah. The one goal playoff games are the absolute worst, but. Um, from a from a road trying to win the Stanley Cup perspective, Colorado played as as well and disciplined and just smart just a as complete you could. Game. Just a complete game. Complete, complete game. game. Yeah. Fell behind one nothing too. Came back with the two in the second period. Couple fortunate bounces, but hey, got to take advantage of them, and they did. And um, and they deserve it. They they absolutely how, deserve it. How good is Kale McCarr? How good is that talent. hockey player? Mark he is unbelievable. Generational. Those guys. The first player in NHL those. history to win the Hobie Baker, the Calder Trophy, the Norris Trophy, the Conn Smythe, and the Stanley Cup. Right, and the and the second defenseman to win the Norris and the MVP and and the Conn Smythe in the same year, joining uh, Red Wings great Nick Lidstrom. Crazy. He's a stud. 
He's so he's you know what? I forgot. I, I forgot who said it during the during the post interviews. Landis Landis when, when they, they asked him because they go, it's a copycat league. Right. What do you think other teams can do to catch up? And he's like, right. go find a Kel McCarr. Go somewhere. find a Kel McCarr. Right. Right. Yeah. So, Unbelievable. <clears throat> and he's only 23. I know. Blank They're so check. young. The team blank is so young. Guy, right. Blank check for McCarr. Whenever he hits yeah. free agency, blank check. <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, pretty cool. Pretty cool for, uh, for Joe Sackick too. Two Stanley Cups as a player with Colorado. Now right. one general manager. That's really cool. Such a beloved. That's figure. a good shout, Pinto. Such a such a beloved figure in uh in the in the Colorado sports, um, lore and uh, and a really cool stat I heard yesterday too. Um, I I really had never heard um, like a, a stat being thrown out this during the game. Uh, Sean McDonough, play by play for ESPN, said that um, Eric Johnson was the longest tenured. Denver sport athlete, like amongst the Rockies and the Broncos and the Nuggets. He's the longest uh, 12 years. So he's the longest tenured Denver sport athlete getting to hoist the cup for the first time. I really had never heard like a, wow. like a combination. Yeah. They don't the longest mention that too often. Athlete. Uh, but, and even more so, cause they've got, you know, four teams in Denver. So I thought that was cool. Um, very likable yeah. team, Colorado, no real idiots. No real goons on the team. Very likable team, and and they deserve it. Got some goons yeah. on this team, but <laughs> that's true. I, I I agree with you, Pinto. <laughs> like a lot of times, teams that <clears throat> win championships, I always find something about them. I'm like, oh, I, I don't like this guy, or I don't like their attitude. I don't like the way they do these things. But they are a complete team. They are a bunch of beauties. Just like they play for each other. Right. They play hard. They they seem like 100%. good guys post game. You don't really hear much about, you know off the ice stuff. Like they're just, they just want to play. They want to win and they go about it the right way. So I agree with you. It's just, uh, they're a fun team to watch yep. from a neutral standpoint. And they would be favored next year to repeat. That would, I was, that, that was going to be, be my, my final question. Predictions for next year. Do they, do they pull lightning? Do they, do they get there? Do they win it again? I always say no, just because it, it's so hard. Um, so I'll, I'll, At, I'll I'm going to say no. Because it's so hard to repeat winning the Stanley Cup, even though yeah, Pittsburgh I mean, at did this it point, and Tampa Bay did it. But Tampa Bay, I know the bubble and the COVID season, so I get it. They're really good, but I no, I don't think they're going to repeat. Like if if you ask like the the Avalanche or the Field, I feel like at this point when this season just ended, you got to take the Field. Like so much can happen. I talked about it the other week about injuries and just things bouncing the wrong way and stuff like a lot has to go right to win a Stanley cup or any championship. And so it's hard to predict them, but yeah, I'm sure there'll be a betting favorite as long as not much changes going into the year. Next, I'd next say my, season. I might take them to get back to represent the Western conference because the Eastern okay. conference is way better, way better. Okay. Right. Like Edmonton, this was supposed to, I mean, Colorado was favored, but it was a pretty weak showing from Edmonton to get swept with McDavid and Dreisaitl and the powerhouse that that the that the Oilers can be, and they just ran yeah. right through them. So I might take them to repeat as as the as the Western Conference representation next year. Okay. But um, the East is the East is stacked, and I, I think that there could be teams in the East that could beat them next year. And the Eastern Conference is just better. Okay, I'll tell you who's not going to win the Cup next year. Who's that? The Maple Leafs. Ah. I thought you were going to say the Rangers. Well, 
No, the Rain. I think the Rangers will be good. I think. I think you know they'll just for shots purposes. You know, put right. some, take a shot at Pinto when you can. Put some money on the Maple Leafs not to win the Stanley Cup. It's pretty much a guarantee not to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much a guarantee. I don't, I don't know if bookies take those bets. <laughs> those those Maybe. odds probably aren't very good. <laughs> yeah, not, not to win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> hey, take what you can get. So just take a take a bet on every other team. Yeah, exactly. All right. Final thoughts on hockey. Anything? I miss it already. <laughs> I know this is, I like baseball. Don't get me wrong. I like baseball. I love this baseball. is just a tough time of year for sports. Baseball. I'm ready for, I'm on. ready for football. Yeah. Like <clears throat> this, this little, uh, Oh, come Lay on. Over got, that we have. You got the Yankees, the best team in the league. You call yourself a Yankee fan, Connor. No, saying uh, that well, you're ready for but football. Listen, but, come on. The Yankees no, but I, like, the major league. Like I just record. said, I love football. I love football. Calm down. Like, like I just said, I, I love baseball. I, I enjoy watching baseball, but I also enjoy watching, you know, the other five sports that could be going on at the same time. Like I, I just. Max is Max is more excited for the Packers' first preseason game than the Yankees to break the American I, League win record. I was gonna say I'm like I'm not even waiting for regular season. Like I, when training camp starts up, that's when like that gets me so excited. But I no, I mean I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep watching baseball. I'm I'm you know watching the Yankees when I can. But like it, football doesn't baseball and football to me. Max it's is, hard to Max is more excited for Rogers' next dumb commercial. Come on. Now now we're just taking shots. Come on. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. To be fair, <clears throat> the Giants uh posted a picture of Saquon Barkley working out the other day, and it just got me juiced. I'm got ready you a little go. I'm so yeah. fired up for the season. Yeah. Fired up. I know it's tough as a Jets fan, Pinto. I know. I know you might not want football to start. All right. But I th- I think the Jets will be better this year than they than they were last year. I think they that's good. They, I think that's they brought in think some that. pretty good guys. I think maybe they could have a little, maybe I don't know, six and eleven this year. I just don't the 17 games. It's weird, right? It's weird. It's I don't really care weird. how many times we say it. it's gonna really take me weird. years. And then it's, the it's gonna take me years to hear six Cooper, and eleven, whether Cooper Cup seven and uh, ten receiving record was was legit because yeah. it's an extra game. By the way, I didn't know this. Owner Stan Kroenke, who owns the Rams, also owns the Avalanche. So he's got two championships in like six in like four months. It's pretty. I wonder sweet. how much money he put on both of his teams to win. Wonder. We'll have to find out. Probably a lot. <clears throat> All right. Moving on to uh, something that I literally forgot was happening until <laughs> I turned on the TV and looked at Twitter and it was happening. Um, the NBA draft. Did you guys watch it? Some of it. Most of the first round. Yeah, I, yeah. Watched, I watched the beginning of the first round. Um, and I just kind of keep up with it after I watch a little bit. I just kind of checking my phone, um, you know, waiting to see who the Bucks take to, but just kind of keeping up with it. But yeah, for some reason, it's not the same as the NFL draft to me where like, I feel like they talk about the NFL draft for like months before or at least a lot of weeks before for the draft. Yeah. Like I was kind of with you, Mike, for NBA where... I think they like started doing a little bit more like talking about it um, on ESPN and like the radio and stuff, like maybe a couple days before. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, but it's yeah. not, doesn't get the same hype, I feel like, as the NFL draft, but still, you know, still pretty exciting. Yeah. It's a big night for <clears throat> a lot of guys. And 
a lot of franchises looking to make moves, uh, you know, like the New York Knicks making a lot of moves. A lot of moves. So if we want to talk about winners and losers, I think we brought that up. Uh, Pinto, I just my my first thing to get us going here. I just want to get your thoughts on the Knicks and and what they did. Um, obviously, it's it doesn't seem fun or sexy or cool what the Knicks did. Just trading, you know, draft pick, capital, Kemba Walker gone, you know, three team trades. It, it doesn't seem great on the surface. What I think the Knicks thought process was is that after the first ten guys were taken, I don't think they really were enamored with anyone else that was there to take at 11. And if you feel that way, I have no problem with that. You you know, you would hate it if one of the guys after ends up to be a hall of famer and you could have taken him. But if, if they feel strongly in their conviction that none of the guys 11 plus are going to be, you know, 10 time all-stars and it was more savvy to trades the pick. Okay. I get it. I thought they could have made a little bit more of a push to trade up and maybe take an Ivy at four or five or five because he went five and Keegan Thompson went four. Um, So kind of lukewarm, I guess, right? Because they don't have a first round pick on the roster, but maybe there just doesn't seem like any studs after the top 10 that could really come in and impact the team right away. I think if Johnny Davis hadn't gone 10, I think they would have took Johnny Davis. I, I think they wanted him a lot. You, Pinto, you, you mentioned my, you mentioned a couple of my winners. Um, I, I did think Jaden Ivy to the Pistons. I thought that was a really nice pick thought, to pair I, yeah, with Cunningham. Right. I, thought, I thought that Ivy five and Davis 10 were the and, two best in the top 10. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I, I thought the Wizards getting Davis at 10 was um, a good pick. And I, I was he can come in with a little Beal surprised right there. He, yeah, he lasted that long. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's kind of where I was with, with those two. I think the Ivy pick, I just have really enjoyed watching him in college. I think he could be a really good player. Um, the only thing I was going to say um, that I thought was just kind of a more of a cool thing than just like a winner, um, the Cavs in the second round actually drafted uh, – Isaiah Mobley, who they already have his brother, Evan, his on brother, the team. Evan, right, mm-hmm. right. And I feel like stuff like that doesn't happen too often. I don't know if they, you know, obviously they must like him a bit. I don't think you just draft someone because of that, but I thought that was cool that you'll see both, both Mobley brothers on the team. Um, Evan had a great rookie year. Isaiah obviously picked in the second round, not expected to be the same player as him, but could be a nice little duo. Um, and he'll obviously get a chance, you know, get a chance with the Cavs. So I thought that was pretty cool. Sure. Did you guys see that the Oklahoma city thunder drafted two guys named Jalen Williams? Yes. <laughs> I already Hilarious. saw the Spider-Man Spider-Man meme. Yeah. Right. It's funny to me. Yeah. How do you solve that? Um, we didn't, we didn't talk any really NBA uh, before we're doing this. Now, do you guys think Chet Holmgren is, is going to be a great NBA player. I Maybe d- it's just his like doofy look. I don't know, man. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't I'm not, see it. I'm not one to really like analyze someone's game and say how right. it's going to translate to the NBA. And We're obviously the ones got... who have lost a step here. Let's just make that yeah. clear. I mean, he, he got, he got picked second. Like right. he's the second pick overall in the draft. Like, I, I don't know kinda, how. Kind of looks like Sean Bradley, 2022. <sighs> I, 
I don't know. I guess it depends on how, how his preseason goes and how he fits into a scheme and if he can be physically dominant and it's hard too, because like watching his, some of his college games, like, you know, I watched Gonzaga a decent amount during the season and like, he looks pretty dominant, but it's also different competition. Like a lot of the teams Gonzaga was playing, maybe didn't have, you know, a dominant big to go against some, or the guards weren't, you know, good enough to just, still score against a big body like that or not big body, but a tall, you know, lanky guy like that. So I think it's hard to tell, but I could, obviously, I think a lot of people could see this going, you know, huge bust route um, instead of, you know, right. superstar. I think if people were to put money on it, they'd go that way instead of the, he ends up being like a hall of famer um, or even just like an all-star. Um, so it's tough. Um I don't know. It'll be interesting to watch that team in general, but I think a lot of people will be keeping an eye on him and seeing how he does his rookie year, but even, you know, throughout his career. I'll tell you I one mean, more pick. I'll tell you one more pick that I really like. I think AJ Griffin to the Hawks was a great pick. AJ Griffin can really shoot it. He had a really good NCAA tournament. He can really shoot the ball. And when you have Trey Young as your point guard now and all the attention that he claims, and all the open shots that you can get because he's got four guys running at him at once. I think that's was Trey win. ever was he on our loss step? Because he should have been. He fell off at the end of the year. Anyways. I don't I don't believe I mean he did no. lead the league in, in, in points and, say, and assists. I don't think he played well in the so, But Sorry, I Trey. I think I think that's a, a nice pickup for the Hawks. Especially because they lost a little shooting because <clears throat> Danilo Gallinari might be on his way to San Antonio. Or right. is, I heard that. Has, 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 has that been confirmed? I don't it's just, think so. Let's see. I what think Woj it's just a rumor. We're talking about the Deontay Murray getting traded to the Hawks. I'm going to text today. Woj real quick. I'll see if he drops a bomb. <laughs> uh, no, just just trade rumor. So maybe by the time anyone's listening to this, it could be a done deal. But the, the rumor was Murray to the Hawks and Gallinari going to San Antonio along with some draft picks, but not mm. completed yet. Did Just you guys, <clears throat> before we get into it, we can talk a little bit about Kyrie if you guys want, since we're on NBA oh, and stuff like Jesus. that. But um, did you guys have, like, out of the first round, any big losers? Like, you're just like, what was that? I thought Sacramento. I, 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 you know, they always seem to find a way to just not do things the right way. And I think Keegan Thompson's talented, but Keegan Murray, uh, Keegan, Keegan Murray. Murray. Thank you, Max. Um, <laughs> thank you, Mike. But I, I don't know. I, I, I think he screams bust. Something about him just doesn't seem like he's going to be a, a, you know, multiple time All Star, which you want from a top five pick. I think Ivy is just flat out better than him, and maybe they think that Murray fits their, their, their positions better or their size better. I don't know, but. I would go Ivy over Murray any day of the week, any day of the week. Yeah. Pinto and I are on the same page with the basketball talk today, but I was looking at the Kings. I just, again, watching a decent amount of college basketball during the season and in the, you know, March madness, Iowa wasn't around for too long, but um, Keegan Murray, I just, I just didn't see like a, huge potential. I could see him being a guy that's in the league for a while, but I just didn't see like, what you see with even like a Jabari Smith doesn't really um, have that like wow factor. When yeah, you watch him yeah. talented offensively, but he really didn't 
like opened my eyes. Oh wow, I, I've really got to. I really have to keep my eye on him. It, it, it just doesn't seem like that player. Yeah, and I agree there. Um, besides that, I mean, there. It's so hard because like a lot of the guys I don't know. Um, certain guys like are from the G League. You know, with the Bucks pick, like you don't really unless you're super into basketball and you're watching or you know a lot about these G League guys, like. Marge it's hard to tell. <laughs> Marjan Bochamp. Yeah, what as we name. all know him. What a um, name. But apparently, like, who knows? People felt pretty good about that pick, and, like, analysts I've heard say good things about him. So it's so hard to tell. I mean, you know, we'll go back to Giannis. I think it said he was drafted. Um, I got it, saw on Twitter. Can we go like one an show? When he was drafted. <laughs> What'd without you, you talking about Giannis, can we go one show without you bringing up Giannis? <laughs> wow, I was gonna say I don't think I think you're talking to the wrong guy if we're talking about our own our own teams yeah, here. True. But, right. but I'll ignore that. Excuse <laughs> me. Fair. Um, but no, yeah, Mark I, I was just gonna say stopped. because I saw a tweet today that like he got drafted a certain amount of years ago on this day, and like who thought he was gonna be what he is? And so like I hate putting too much into the draft and saying oh, that's an awful pick or that's a great pick. Like most people don't know. And that's the truth. Like, let's just see what happens. Obviously people get paid to talk about it. We don't, but we, we, don't. we still talk about it. But, uh, right. but yeah, so I don't know. It's hard to tell and say, you know, a team made a really bad pick or they're, you know, a loser or whatever you want to call it. So I'll tell you, I'll, don't we'll lie. I'll we'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing that I thought was criminal during the draft that the Nuggets didn't have the opportunity to draft Nikola Jovic. Yo, yeah. <laughs> that, that was very up. They got to three picks away. He <laughs> went to 27 at Miami, and Denver had 30. And that was so upsetting that they couldn't take Nikola Jovic. Uh, well, really, really upsetting. Since we're on the topic of NBA, we have we have <clears throat> we wanted to talk about our uh, poll. Um, and then if we have a little bit of time, maybe we can talk the the news that's going on now. So Max, did you wanna did you wanna bring up the poll? Yeah, I was actually just pulling it up. Um, so we did have our poll last week. We mentioned which career would you rather have? Simple as that. Andre Iguodala, Carmelo Anthony, uh, Mike. I guess people didn't agree with us as much. Um, sad to hear that they. Agreed You're on my Pinto. side, Max. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was on your side. Yeah. Oh, uh, come on. Carmelo Anthony Huge. got 71% compared to Iguodala's <laughs> 29%. So, idiots. I guess what about 11 to 11 of 3 voting wise? I don't I don't do math, so something like Can that. Can we block those people or no? Uh, we need all the followers we could get. So let's be smart here, Mike. PR move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, what are you guys' quick thoughts? We we don't have to talk too long about this, but I know we talked a little bit off air last week. Um, what do you guys think? <clears throat> well, I, my what I'm seeing is is a lot of arguments. Like if you actually look at the the original poll that we took it from, and you're you're going through like people arguing and everything like yeah. that. Yeah, that guy had way more comments than us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> it, it seems to me that people are like, oh, one of them's picking a guy who won four championships and had an NBA finals MVP over a guy who was like a 10 time all star and made all this money, like a hundred million dollars more. And I'm thinking to myself, like you, you play a sport to win. Yes. It becomes a your job sport, as a professional, yeah. but you play it. You play a, the, the sport of basketball. Your goal is to become a champion, an NBA champion, right? And he's done it four times. He's got a finals MVP, talking about Iguodala. And he made, in his career, he's made $180 million. Like, 
yeah, I understand that 280 million is way better. And, you know, Melo's endorsements and just who he is, Carmelo Anthony. But I, I can't understand why people are like, oh, I'd rather take a hundred million more dollars than win four NBA championships to none. Before I, I get- let before I let Pinto chime in, um, I'll just say kind of my thoughts on why I, I was leaning Iguadala. I think it's just the people that are saying Carmelo, which I don't think Pinto is necessarily coming from this angle, but they they talk about, like you said, the money. Um, who's who's better known? Obviously, Carmelo. For people that don't watch basketball, they probably know Carmelo Anthony. A lot of people don't know Iguodala if they don't watch much basketball. But I I look at the championships too. If Melo had won, I think I would say Melo. But he didn't win any. Probably. He hasn't been to a, a finals. Um, that's kind of where I was looking at it. It was quite simple for me where I just felt Iguodala has been a really good player for a long time. I wouldn't say maybe really good for his whole career, but he's been a good player um, for a long time. He's been in the league for a long time and he's won the championships. He's contributed to those championship teams. He hasn't just been a, you know, 10th man or 11th man and just, you know, won championships because of being on the roster. He's, he's contributed. Um, and that's yeah. where I was coming from. So I'll let Pinto if, go quick on this one. I, so, go ahead, Pinto. And then I have one more thing to say. <laughs> so, I don't think it's 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 always as clear cut as Mike was saying that if you've won the championship, you, you're automatically going to take that guy's career. In this case, I'll take Igudala with his four championships and finals MVP and a very extremely well-respected guy in the league. However, not all the time am I going... In, in this case against Carmelo Anthony because... He, re- for as good as a player as he is, I mean, he had one sniff at the conference finals in 2009 and never made it back after that. So he has not, for as good and, and, and talented and money, and, and he, he really had one good playoff run, and they didn't even come close to beating the Lakers in 2009. He never had sustained playoff success. And... I think that that would drive me a little crazy if I was a player that I, that I was this talented and this good and I'm going to end up on whatever on the all-time scoring list and I never made it to a finals and I made it to one conference finals and it was over quickly. He never had a great career. Yeah. In the, now I, I get it that some of that is just is part of the teams he's on too. Understood. I get that. But if it was, and I said this to Mike and Mark last week, uh, Mike and Max and Mark. Mark was listening to. I'm not going to shortchange him. Um, <laughs> I would rather be Chris Paul than Andre Iguodala because Chris Paul had run after run with multiple teams, and he's still going. And Phoenix is still what they're going to have the fifth best odds to win the championship next year. He still can get one. So I'd take the Chris Paul career over the Melo career just because Melo really never did anything in the playoffs that was worth writing home about that's just and I, I like the guy I'm a Knicks fan and I thought he represented the Knicks with class and grace but he never did anything substantial in the playoffs and hasn't been in the conference finals in 13 years right and and to go off of what you said Pinto you, you spoke about his talent and my point my last point was going to be <clears throat> if you ask me would I rather have you know Carmelo Anthony's game versus Andre Iguodala's game a hundred percent Carmelo Anthony uh, completely agree with you. Like he is, he is a dominant player, a hall of famer. 
He's got all the accolades. But it just for me, like like Max said, it comes down to the titles as far as career. So all right. So and the sorry, Mello. Okay, wait a minute. So I'm I'm, I'm going to ask you again <laughs> to see if you can change your mind. You'd rather be Jimmy Garoppolo than Philip Rivers with your two backup quarterback championships, where you didn't do anything. You sat on the bench and you watched Tom Brady th- throw the ball. Um. Well, don't forget. I mean, he's now, he's done a little bit more with the 49ers and if you're talking about making runs and doing that kind of thing. If, if if Jimmy Garoppolo never got back to a Super Bowl, well, no, but don't Bowl, don't say that. You... One, just hold on. <clears throat> Play with me for a second. Okay. If Jimmy Garoppolo never him. got back to another Super Bowl, whose career would you take? Phillip Rivers or Jimmy Garoppolo with his two backup QB rings? <sighs> it's hard because at the end of the day, he's still got two rings. Like I get that. It's probably more fun to be Phillip rivers as a quarterback. Cause you're playing a lot, but like at the end of the day, when you retire, you can say, Oh, I threw this many touchdowns, I did this many things, but my ultimate goal, I never reached it. It's a hard question. I understand. Uh, I, I understand when you bring up a Phillip guy rivers, like Andre, I think, you, I, I think you take Phillip rivers. I think you take Phillip rivers. Cause he's got, he's got a ton of accolades. He played for a long time. He was the leader of, of the, the chargers for a long time. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I okay. Jimmy G, like it, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you one more. Okay, let's just play around one more. Right? Hypotheticals are fun. If Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> ended up winning two more championships as a backup, okay, never played in the regular four total, season, four total, all as a backup, and Patrick Mahomes ends his career with one. Who would you and 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 sets the world on fire in the regular season? And breaks Drew Brees or Tom Brady has the touchdown record, right? Over Brees by like whatever. Yeah, because he's still playing, of course. Yeah. And he breaks yeah. Tom Brady's touchdown record and he gets to two more Super Bowls and he doesn't win and he ends his career with one. Whose career would you rather have? Patrick Mahomes, just like when Max was talking about how the he one. thinks if Melo had had the one championship, he, he would one. take that okay. career. Um, and I also think it's your different because Yokandala played. And Garoppolo would be like that means he didn't really do anything uh, to to win those Super Bowls where Iguodala like played and no, Finals MVP. I get that. I understand. if I had one I shot get, to I, save the I, I world, said, I said I would take Iguodala over Carmelo Anthony. I'm just making sure you're not comparing no, no, no. I, Garoppolo I take, to Iguodala. I would take Iguodala under under the situation. I don't. I gave the hypothetical. I don't get someone who would take Garoppolo over Philip Rivers with the two backup quarterback rings. That doesn't seem like, and I agree with you there. Yeah, that you know, you didn't do anything. Nick Foles, on the other hand, that's different. He saved the day. Yeah, yeah. All right, boys. Uh, so let's transition a little bit, and uh, I know Pinto's going to be really happy about this. Uh, we're going to talk about the best team in baseball and the series that they just had with the Astros. Um, Max, we're both Yankees fans. Give me your thoughts on the Yankees Astros series, and you know, could this be an ALCS preview? Yeah, I mean, I think it's easy to say right now that there's a good chance we could see these two teams meet up in the ALCS. But like just looking at some, I mean, the Red Sox are hot right now. I know the Red Sox are red hot. They were getting killed by Toronto. I haven't checked in the last uh, little bit, but um, they've been I think hot. That's a final. Yeah, 17. Okay, yeah. So they lost tonight, but they've been hot. Yankees are winning, um, by the way, nine five in the eighth. I was gonna bring it up. <laughs> there it is. Um, Six runs. But yeah, seventh. we uh, we were talking about that before. But yeah, you never know. Uh, 
give the Yankees all all their outs before you call them out. But um, Blue Jay, Blue Jays are forty and thirty two. The Rays, which the Rays, you know, I was just there. You know, I know we talked about it. I was there over the weekend. Um, went to the think? game Friday night when they walked off. And what do you think of the? Trop? I didn't realize they were forty and thirty two. Um, but yeah, talking about the trop quick. Uh, I, I liked it inside. The outside's nothing to get too excited about. It was kind of cool being indoors because I've I've been in stadiums like that where there's a retractable roof, and obviously with the trop, they don't have that. So you're just actually inside, um, and it was cool. I thought it was it was a cool stadium, but um, as Mike commented on Facebook, uh, not not a ton of people there. Um, my friends got a chuckle out of that, by the way, uh, Mike. Your your comment if you want to share. share yeah, with the so view, the Max listeners. posted a picture of uh, from his seats and. Just looking across and a lot of empty seats. So I commented and I said, what is it? Dress like a seat night there. And uh, <laughs> I guess it was a big hit. Got Thank a couple you. chuckles, but yeah, just, just a, a cool place to go for me. Um, not one of my top five stadiums, I would say. So definitely can't put it up there, but the food I was impressed with. So definitely a, a cool place to go. Um, I don't think I'll probably be going back anytime soon or maybe ever, but it was a, uh, it was cool. And we had a good time. We got a good game. Like we talked about, I, I went with the short rib with grilled cheese, uh, short rib grilled cheese. Um, and then they had a huge like ice cream Sunday, which I'm not a big dessert guy, but I, I was a little hungry and I ended up going with it. I ended up passing it over to my friends I was with just cause it was like a huge, uh, huge Sunday, but, um, back to, back to the, the question. Yeah, we track um, there. Big the, the AL East. I think if if it's not the Yankees, I think one of those teams plays the Astros uh, in the ALCS. Or if it's not the Astros, it's the Yankees versus one of those teams. I just think this the Central. I'm not really impressed with anyone right now. Um, the Twins are playing well. They're they're in first, but it's close with the Guardians, which I don't think people expected. Um, but then in the West really just looking like the Astros are running away with that. The Yankees are up 11 games, but I, I wouldn't say they're running away with it just because they do have the Red Sox, Blue Jays, and Rays, as I mentioned. So it'll be there's interesting. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of time left. I, I think with this series, it showed that the Yankees, you know, the Yankees definitely didn't have, have a great series, and they ended up splitting. So I think Yankees fans are pretty happy about that. Uh, maybe Astros fans are a little upset that, you know, yesterday they, they probably felt like they should have taken three out of four. Um, yeah. but the Yankees obviously don't want to hit like that against the Astros. If, if it comes to, you know, a playoff series, because, you know, getting no hit for what 16 straight 16, or seven, 16. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's obviously not something you want to see. <laughs> the, uh, great stat from over the weekend was the Yankees hit one thirty-three in a four game series and split the series, which is the lowest, team batting average in a four game series that ended in a split for a team in the, in American league history, which is best crazy. team in baseball, baby. You know what? Here's what, here's what I think in regards to um, ALCS preview. Uh, I think it is going to happen. I think that they are clearly the best two teams, but I will, I will say this, and this is not me Yankee hating. This is me thinking that the Red Sox and blue Jays could be a threat come playoff time. For sure. I think I think there's a better chance now. And again, folks, remember it's a different playoff system this year. So the top two teams get a bye, and then three plays six, and four plays five, and then comes to after that. So 
I think there is a better chance of, so let's just say for argument's sake, Yankees one, Astros two, American League Central winner three. So the Astros are going to play the winner of the uh, three, six games. So let's just say it's the Central winner, Twins, Indians, whoever you want to take. I think there's a better chance of the Yankees losing to a Toronto or a Tampa or a Boston than the Astros losing to whoever wins the American League Central. I think they would just that's a good breeze, point. Just breeze through sense. them. The American League East is is so good. I mean, if the Red Sox didn't really hurt themselves with their brutal stretch, I mean, they would be in striking distance of the Yankees right now. They just got off to that really horrible start. And since the beginning of May, the only team that's been better than the Red Sox is the Yankees. So, I mean, they're playing great right now, and they they can't be counted out at all. So I think the only thing that can really stand in the Yankees where the Astros is a team in their own division. That's a very, very good, strong division. I think the Yankees would have their hands full more with the team in their own division in the playoffs than the Astros would with Cleveland, Minnesota, or I mean, I guess you can still say the White Sox. Put They've the White so, Sox in there, so maybe. They've been so injured and so banged up. And, you know, it's going to be July soon. I know they're, you know, they're still within striking distance, but, you know. Gotta it's got to happen soon. Right. It's got to happen soon. It's whether at the trade deadline or are you buyers? Are you sellers? Are you going for it? Uh, they've had a really, really tough year so far. Um, but I think we're headed to a Yankees Astros ALCS. And I think that's what baseball wants. I think that's what the commissioner's office wants. For sure. They, uh, I guess we'll see. Bef- before we move on, they actually play on Thursday. I don't know if it's a makeup game or something, but they actually are on the schedule for Thursday. Just a one game, hmm. Thursday, June 30th. So this Thursday. Uh, In Houston? They're at Houston is what I'm seeing uh, online. I didn't know that. I don't know. How could that if- be possible if they have a roof? They don't have rainouts. I don't. I honestly don't know. That's weird. Are you seeing the same? I mean, you can look up the schedule. Yeah, I'm looking yeah, at Thursday, Thursday, 610, Houston. And then where do they go after that? Cole versus Garcia. They're at Cleveland. That's strange. Yeah, the Yankees finish up Wednesday with Oakland. At, you know, Yankees are at home. Right. And then it's just showing they go to Houston for one game. That had to be Cleveland That had three. to be something because the season started with the, later. The, and with they had the, to yeah. make things happen. Uh, with yeah, probably because they're going to another center. That's that's really strange. Interesting. But yeah, so, I think that'd be yeah, nice for so, the Yankees right. to pick up a win right there right, and, right, and take right. They just made that one game because they yeah. haven't gone. They haven't gone to Houston yet. When do they go there? You have the schedule up. When are they in Houston? It looks like July. So about a month from now, July twenty first. Okay. July twenty first. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And Double that's header. just and. Just oh, so it's just so they have one double header in Houston, and that's a one ten yeah, and six forty. That's kind of weird. That's, a, that's very strange. Uh, I guess that's just schedule. the way what the you know the quirks you had to work out when this when the season yeah. started a little bit late. Hey, remember back in January or March, wherever we started, when we didn't know if there was going to be baseball? Yeah, I know. Right? Look how far we've way. come. Look how far we've come. Look how far the sure. Yankees have come, huh? Indeed. Thoughts on your Mets while we're here before we move on. Uh, treading water with uh, Scherzer and DeGrom back. The Braves are playing well. Got a really nice, some nice help from the Dodgers last night, down 2 nothing, down to their last strike. Come back and, and beat the Braves on Sunday Night Baseball. Uh, look, if you told me on, what's today's date? June 27th, that DeGrom would not have thrown a pitch. Scherzer will, would have missed seven weeks. 
and they would be five games up on first place, I would say, where do I sign up? Yeah. Where do yeah. I sign up? If they, it's all about health, the Mets pitching staff and their health. If they get into the playoffs with Scherzer and DeGrom healthy, they have as good a chance, if not the best chance, as anyone with those two pitching. Um, if one of them was healthy, I still think they could do it. If neither of them were healthy, I don't think they could. But the fact that they are are where they are with the depth of their pitch, <coughs> excuse me, with the depth of their pitching, uh, really is a testament to and and the offense. They have the the score the most runs in the National League. A great approach, putting the ball in play, not hitting a ton of home runs outside of Alonzo, um, but a, a great approach so far. A lot of good at bats, a lot of long counts, a lot of putting the ball in play, and McNeil's peppering it all around, and Brandon Nimmo's walking a lot, and Mark Hahn is walking a lot. Uh, they've been a very pesky team to play against this year. And uh, the, I'll tell you one thing. Um, a lot of people just like to see home runs, and and you know that's kind of the be-all, end-all. Just watch the Milwaukee Brewers play baseball, and you could pretty much see that. I love tough at bats. I love seeing the ball put in play. I love not a lot of strikeouts, and that's what the Mets have done this year. And it's been a very enjoyable brand of baseball to watch. It 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 really has. Apologies, I opened up a can of worms there and ruined our timetable. But I'm glad he got to get his Mets talking. <laughs> you gotta let, yeah, you gotta let him do it. Hey, yeah. The first place Mets without Scherzer and Degrom. <laughs> we heard you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Max, any last thoughts on the Yankees and how they're the best team in baseball? Maybe the best team ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The best team Don't... ever until Joey Gallo comes up in a playoff game. <laughs> Actually, someone's going to be up. They're going to walk him pitch intentionally pitch to Joey Gallo. And then he will strike out and the game will be over. I was going to say, Mike, don't jinx anything just because, you know, we got to get rid of right. him. <laughs> they, baseball to go. They have to get right. rid of him. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Gallo though. Yeah. He's, he's got to go right right now. They're, they're, they're playing well and hopefully everything goes according to plan, but you know, a lot of things could happen in sports. So we'll see. Uh, so moving on boys, a uh, story that you may have missed. I think, uh, I can't remember Max. Are you doing this one? We have a nice little, yeah, I'll, John wall. Yeah, I'll take this story. one. Yeah. I was, you have to do the, you have to do the John wall. Luckily no story, one can please. see. Yeah. Damn it. We'll have to make this, this one up. a video <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah, but, but we will, we are talking about John Wall for our story that you missed or may have missed. Um, Mark Stein in his latest newsletter um, came out and said this week marked the first time in some time that I heard serious murmurs about Wall successfully negotiating a buyout with the Rockets after his season on the sidelines, provided Houston remains unable to find a trade partner on a Wall deal. Um, basically, he talks about you know, there's things to work out. He's due 47.4 million next season. Um, so like how much would that be surrendered? Um, if the Rockets let him become a free agent. Um, he also mentions that teams like the Clippers and the heat would be interested. Um, they talked about the Lakers. It's been a rumor for a while that the Lakers have been, or people are saying that they could trade Russell Westbrook to Houston for wall and like draft capital involved, um, for the Rockets. But, I mean, what do you guys think here? Uh, if Wall goes somewhere, is he even – he hasn't played in a long time. Mike, can you, like, straighten this news. out for us? Breaking news, boys. While, like, while we started this podcast, the Rockets and John Wall have reached a buyout agreement shaving $6.5 million off Whoa. of his $47.4 million salary. 
We uh, promise we did not do that intentionally, folks. No, it just well, so, happened as it was. So Joe obviously, I know you guys pull stuff up on your on your computers and everything like that. And I have like this little stand for my phone. So I'm always on Twitter during our podcast to look up certain things and whatnot. And I searched John Wall and Woj tweeted 53 minutes ago that John Wall is planning to sign with the Los Angeles Clippers once I'm he plays with uh, other teams are calling to pursue Wall in free agency, but his intention is to join the Clippers. So those are my thoughts. I agree with Woj. I think he plans to sign with the Clippers. I guess wow. my question is, is this a is this a big deal where like if he does sign with the Clippers, like is it a big deal knowing that Wall where he is now in his career and not being able to stay healthy? I mean, do do you guys think this is a big deal or is it something where we just have to wait and hope he is able to play some games this year. <laughs> I think you just got to hope he plays some games. Do you know how, do you know how many games John Wall has averaged in the last five years? Granted one was a COVID year. So it was a little shorter. Do you know how many games he's averaged in the last five I'm gonna years? I'm going to say 20, 28. Mike. That he's averaged in the last, I think mine might be a little no, low. So 27, 23, 18 and on how many 23. Mike was the serious 22, 22 games. Thank you. He's averaged in five years. So well, 22 games. I mean, that's the, the how problem can, how, is how can you count on someone like that with him. Well, not only him, but he's going to a team where Kawhi has been hurt. Right. Paul George is always hurt. Right. You know what I mean? No. He's going to a team that's, that's full of injuries and, and these guys haven't played much, much basketball recently. So I think they're going to have to bring out I mean, the rockers for that team. Hey, 10 years <laughs> ago, this is a championship team. Yeah. Even yeah. five oh, years yeah. ago. I, I mean, don't know Kawhi, how, Paul George, Wall, uh, Reggie. Who else? If he, if he is healthy, Zubac. if he is healthy, I'm sure he can give you something. But, I mean, talk about load management, what they're going to have to do with him. I mean, they're, they're yeah. probably afraid when he, when he steps on the court for the first practice. <laughs> well... There you go. Story you may have missed that we also found breaking news about for the first time in our uh, short Show life history. as a podcast. Right. So to answer the question that is on our document here, would anyone want him? Yes. The Clippers. <laughs> yes. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Great insight. <laughs> All right. And our favorite segment, the segment that no athlete or coach or any human being would ever want to be featured on. Pinto, take it away here. So we uh, we got on uh, the Tampa Bay Rays last week, and we're going to stick in the Tampa Bay vicinity this week. And this is not to call out uh, the Lightning as a whole. Very admirable performance in the Stanley Cup, losing to a team that was better than them, winning a game five on the road, and then only losing two to one at game six. This is not at all an attack on the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is calling out, Corey Perry. Corey Perry, who tried the if you can't beat them, join them model after losing to the Lightning in the Stanley Cup in 2020 with Dallas and last year with Montreal. Perry then decided to join the Lightning, thinking that he would have his ride to the championship. Not so much, as he has become the first player in NHL history to lose the Stanley Cup in three straight years with three different teams. Kind of crazy if you think about it. Three straight years, three different teams, and you joined the team that you thought would would get you the championship, and you got there, 
and then you lost. So it all know. started Pinto. He was like, um, I, I don't even remember how far into the game he was ejected from the winter classic. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Sure. Did his walk of shame in front right. of 80,000 fans. Right. And he's lost three straight Stanley cups. Three so. straight. Um, wow. he, didn't, he cursed he did, himself. He did not score a goal, uh, in the Stanley cup. Didn't, uh, rack up three assists. Uh, and Corey Perry does have a Stanley cup to his name. He won when he was 21 years old as a member of the 07 Anaheim Ducks. But I was going to say, wasn't he on the Ducks? That's where I know him from. That that 07 Anaheim Ducks team. But that second one has been quite elusive for him. And now as the first player, and might be for a while, because that's a a hard one to win three, to lose three Stanley Cups in three straight years um, with three different teams. Corey Perry makes our Lost a Step segment Good luck next year, Corey, with wherever don't, you decide to go. Wherever you go, whoever he curses next year. Hopefully he goes to the Rangers and I don't have to hear no, anything about that. No, I'm uh, I'm okay. He don't can, you guys think actually that means hey, if he goes to the Rangers, that means they're gonna make it to the finals at least. Yeah, then they probably lose to Colorado. Well, hey. So the the Lightning made it to the Stanley Cup finals. So I mean that's obviously super impressive. But don't you think if you sign with a team that's that's won the last two years that you like, I know you probably feel like they have a good shot and everyone obviously thought lightning had a good shot going into the year, but like, don't you think it's like, maybe this, like it's going to run out or like, they're not going to be able to win three times. So like, I feel like when you go there, it's like, I mean, again, they made it to the finals. So he was very close, but I just think it's interesting that he ended up signing with them after they just won two in a row. Like, I don't know. Are they, it's so hard to win three in a row as we've talked about that. Like, it's interesting that he went there. Maybe he should, maybe he should go to Carolina. Max's team that he has a little bit of fandom for, but not much. anymore. <laughs> oh, here we go. We'll not ask, uh, we'll ask Justin his thoughts on that. <laughs> yeah. We got to get him on signing Corey Perry. Hey, hold on. The Max. special advisor, Max, I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. Real Uh-oh. quick. What year did the Hurricanes lose the Stanley Cup? 2002. Got it. This guy's a certified Canes fan. Now I'm a fan. I've never I've never seen you type that fast, Max. <laughs> hey. Hey. Mike, don't You saw him mute his mic and click clack away for a minute. By the way, I just if I could look it up that quick, I belong on ESPN. I'm just I mean, I, I, to I be just fair, he did not. Thank punch you. you from my computer screen because we're on Zoom right now. For any, you know, we're on Zoom for anyone listening when we're recording. And Max's Zoom name is Scott Brocious. And I, I mean, come on, what are we doing? <laughs> Was it Mikey Mar earlier? Did you come through in the chat as Mikey Mar? Yeah, he did, I like and to. And he, he changed it to Scott Brocious. I mean, yeah. Come on. I like to keep it, you know, keep it fun here. Keep it light. I think you spelled what, his last name wrong. Did the sleeve monster get you on your way to your laptop? What's going on? This guy in the jokes. I thought you did guys the sleeve monster the- get you. Did you donate your sleeves to Goodwill or something? What's <laughs> going on? It's called the tank top, Marcone. <laughs> Mark, right. I think Max. You've I think lifting, Max huh? lost lost his stuff for next week. You know. Like, oh wow, <gasps> Mark! Oh. I was I was asking for you to have my back. I wasn't expecting that. Nope. He's like, Mark, jump I- in and. Punch me in the mouth. Mark, Mark just roasts have, me. Mark doesn't have anybody's <laughs> back. Mark is here to just put us all in our place and tell us when we're messing up. 
No, Max, I have the sleeves that you actually mailed me from that shirt. Oh, you there want you them go. Back? Do you want them back? Nice. I wear nothing he's, but he's, sleeveless. He's making a joke off of my joke to make the joke even better, Max, in case you were wondering. In we case anyone was wondering. Max, you pull off anything, all right? Don't let the Thank haters you. bring you down. Just like I'm not uh, going to let... Don't Nick, break Nick. him down and then build him up, Mark. Be a man. <laughs> don't don't stick to your guns, Mark. <laughs> no, no, no. Max, I'm not going to bring you down like a Nick Tata tries to bring me down. <laughs> Nick, Nick Nana. You, know you do mean? not. Nick, hey, Mark, Nick I love you. Nada. You do not speak you about... You know what I mean? He is an all-American. You do not speak about Nick Tata like that. He's an all-American. Sorry about him. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Actually, <laughs> Nick, if you're making a play on Nick, his name. Nick Tata, I'm sorry. I, I don't know you. I'm sure you're fine, whoever you are. The rivalry continues, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> yeah, I know. What a uh, rivalry <laughs> we're watching unfold. <laughs> all right. It's all, I did it's not all expect this. I did not expect this to go here, but you just never know where you're going to go with us. You never, know. you never know how you're going to go with us, but how you can try to find out where we're going to go. And I didn't do this in the beginning, but you better you better find us on the socials. We're at Twitter at Lost Step One, and you can search us on Facebook somewhere by searching the Lost Step Podcast. This has been episode 15, done and done for June 27th, the year of our whatever you believe in, 2022. <laughs> Y'all didn't like what I did there. I thought he's. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, like you're you back. In. If, we're, if, if we're gonna train wreck it, we're gonna train wreck it right now. This has been the Lost of Step Podcast. I am your announcer slash fourth voice, Mark, alongside Tom, Max, and Mike. Please follow us on social. Please follow us and subscribe on Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Share it. It helps us out. We'll be back for our Sweet 16 episode next week where we wow. find out. I know we made it this far. We're going to find out who lost the step next week. So be sure to continue the journey with us. Peace out.